Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. And we bless your name, God. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. We thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for being our Father. We thank you that you are Abba, that you are in control of everything. We thank you that you are sovereign, which means no matter what is happening, our God is in control. No matter what we see in the media, no matter what you see on social media, our God is in control. We thank you, Jesus, that you are seated at the right hand of the Father and you are making intercession on our behalf. I always rejoice because if nobody's praying for me, Jesus is actually praying for me. And so I thank you that your intercession, that the consultation that you have with Abba and the agreement that you make according to your will, that the prayer that you pray, the intercession you pray is the will of God concerning each and every one of us in this, on this Zoom, God, and even those that'll be listening to the replay. We thank you that your will for us is being prayed for as you sit next to the Father, that the will of God, I pray that as you intercede on our behalf, that we would accept your will. I thank you, God, that we would accept your will. We would not try to reinterpret it or restate it, but we would accept your will as it is given. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our leadership. We thank you that we are the houses you dwell in. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have made your your home in me. And I pray that I never quench your spirit, ignore your spirit, take advantage of your presence, but that I follow you ever so softly, that I follow you at your command and at your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power and presence in our lives. Thank you that you are the convictor, the comforter, the challenger, the corrector. And I thank you, Lord, that every day we are exchanging who we are to become who you've always created us to be. Let us forever stay in a place of dedication and devotion, not to things, but to you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. And so I want to say this this morning. Um, God had showed me um, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago the, the the next piece to where we were going in Joshua, and so I, I, I was prepared, right, to 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 move in 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 the direction that He had been speaking to me a couple of weeks ago. And then I was right. I wasn't here the last Saturday. And so then I woke up this morning and was going over the scripture and remembering the things that God was saying, but it just something didn't feel right. Not that the word wasn't right, but something just didn't feel right. And I always tell leaders or, or, or those who, who God has called to, to share or preach his word, even when you think you have it, hit your knees again. Don't you ever press in to something because you you think you know and you've got it. Despite what I think I know, I actually know nothing. And so at every point, God, teach me, show me. And so even though I have a word, is it the right word? You, you got to ask yourselves those questions. Even though I have a word, 
Is it the right word? And then Lord, is it the right word for the right time? Can I help somebody? Even the words that God has been speaking to you recently. Yes, I have a word, but is it the right word? And is this word for the time that I'm in now? Or is this word for an appointed time that is yet not arrived? Because he says the vision is for an appointed time. And often we hear a word and because we think it is the now word, we put it in our now situation, but God says, I've only given you in part. Why are you releasing a part to anyone? Why are you rehearsing a part before I have finished speaking and giving it to you in its entirety? I can't give it all to you now because you couldn't handle it all now. I can't give it all to you now because you might tell me not yet. And so even though I have a word, is it the right word? Can I help you even further? Is it the right word for these people? I could have a word that is not for us. Guess what? I could hear a word that isn't even for myself, but I could believe it's for myself. And so is it the right word? And so because I felt right this something wasn't right. And so I was like, okay, God, you know what I'm not going to do is make anything happen. And all I heard him say loudly, he just said, follow me. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) And I don't know. I got this level of excitement. I mean, I was like, oh, oh, we just going to follow you today. Yeah, I know the rest of you are like, oh, that sounds very scary. But for me, we're going to follow you, which means there is something so specific, even though you're always specific with us, there is something so specific that you're doing and that you're saying. I don't know about any of the rest of you, but there is a stirring in the spirit of God. There is a turning. God is, I don't know, I I hope I'm not the only one, but I pray that you are beginning to sense what God is doing. See, the enemy is causing us to look as at what could seem like hell breaking loose. The enemy is trying to get us to focus and be distracted by the pain and the problems and the losses and the grief. And God is saying, here's what I need you to do. In the midst of it all, I'm standing in the middle of all of it. And in the midst of it all, I'm actually handling all of it. In the midst of it all, I know it feels like the worst pain you might have gone through in a long time or you've ever gone through in your life. But pain is an indicator that you are still alive. And God is saying that through the trials and the tribulations, I am with you. Just as I was with Moses, I am with you. He said, stop focusing. Don't let these moments steal your faith. Don't let these moments frustrate your faith. He says, I'm doing a new thing and I need you to perceive it. In this hour, there are things we must let die. And some of us are holding on to things because we don't want to let it go. But in order for the next thing to be birthed, we have to let the old thing die. And so there are things that are just, you you look at like, this is just, stuff is falling away. 
Stuff is, some of you, it feels like things are just being snatched from you. Some of you, you have felt loss after loss after loss. Some of you are like, God, I've been walking in faith. And now all of a sudden, everything that felt so secure and so stable, it feels wobbly right now. It feels like I'm on a seesaw of back and forth. And yet I, I, I can hear you in the distance. And there are times when I'm having these real moments with you. Oh, but when he said, follow me, guys, I wasn't ready for where he wanted us to go. And so right before I got online, he put this question. I said, oh my goodness, because as soon as he said, follow me, all I kept hearing was Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And then he asked this question and I want you to write this down. Oh, Pastor Craig, here we go. The question is, have you made peace with my ways? <laughs> have you? made peace with my ways. Th th this, this is the question that, that God is asking his children right now because life is not as it has ever been before. He's told us we've never been this way before, twofold. We've never journeyed in this direction. We've never been where he's taking us, but you've also never been who you are. And the reality is, have you made peace with his ways? Because going a way you've never been requires a trust you've never had. Going where you've never been requires a level of faith you've never had. Going where you've never been requires you to deepen your relationship and intimacy with God more than you ever had. Going a way you've never been means you cannot instruct yourself to go. It means your intellect and it means your creativity. It means all your gifts and all your talents don't matter. They're not going to get you there. It also means that if I've never been this way before, I've actually never met myself before. There needs to be an introduction to the new me that is being birthed in this moment. There, every day, I've got to meet her, meet her afresh, meet myself afresh. You are not who you used to be. And so what happens is the enemy wants you to wrestle between who you were and who you are. And he's getting you distracted off of the fact that actually, God is doing the most amazing things in the midst of the most of, of the most amount of hell you might have ever been through. This is the most hell I've been through, uh, but he is doing amazing things in the midst of the hell that I'm going through, in the midst of the loss that continually keeps happening. He's doing the most amazing things in the middle of my, uh, by waiting for the next direction and it feeling like I'm not producing what I don't realize is I I've been producing more in my waiting than I ever have in my going. I, I'm learning how to endure. I'm learning how to persevere. I'm learning how to trust. I'm learning how to be still and know that he is God. I am learning him more than I've ever learned him in my waiting. I'm so busy trying to plan the next course of action, and yet he hasn't even given me the, the next step, the next instruction, the next direction. I'm trying to make up direction when he just gives me a piece of a word instead of be waiting on the rest of the word. Because if I, if I meditate on what he said and I begin to get that thing deep down on the inside of me and I allow it to create foundation in me, then I cannot be shaken when hell comes after me. 
See, you, you can't shake me out of the word that God has fortified in me. But that took time because I needed to let him show the entire picture. And even when he begins to show you the end from the beginning, the end, the picture of the end, it says the end to the beginning. The end is the destination, but baby, you got a journey to take. And many of us get so excited and so stuck on the end that we try to bypass steps on the journey, but it is only your steps that he orders. And so he said, have you made peace with my ways? You know, this isn't a way. How can I say this? You don't even understand this way. Anybody, you like, I don't even understand, is it just me? Anybody, I don't even understand the way you are taking me. I don't even, I, 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 every time I think I got it, you, nope. Every time I start to, you know, nope. every time I, uh-uh. And so I can't even understand what's happening. And it is this, and here's what it is. God is like, look here. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to be obedient. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to be willing. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to resign your intention and your plans and your motives. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to trust me. And so then Isaiah, Isaiah, so I was like, oh, have I made peace with your way? Have I made peace with your ways, with everything going on? Yeah, maybe I made peace over here, but did I really make peace over here with, with this way? Because I feel like you're asking for things I don't have. I feel like you're asking me to go deeper and die greater. I, I feel like you're taking everything from me. I feel so uncomfortable that I just, I don't even wanna be with myself right now. I feel like the pruning and the cutting away is happening so rapidly. And I feel like I am just a, 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 a ball of raw, like a raw wound. I'm just an open wound right now and and still you want more and still you're asking me to do different and and still you say there's more death to come have I made peace with your way am I at peace with what you're doing or am I or am I resisting am I at peace with what you're doing or or, or, or am I asking you to ease up and slow down I, you know, I was the one that was crying for more, God. I was the one like, do it, God. I was the one that was saying, I wanted all these things. And then all these things showed up. And I'm not sure I've made peace with your ways. Because I thought you were going to do it like this. Because, you know, I saw you do it like that for her. So I figured maybe you do that. I saw you do that for him. So I thought maybe it'll look like that. But he said, you've never been this way before. And so the thing is, I'm calling you to be my children. I'm not calling. I'm not calling you to be church members. And being my children and being a church member is two different things. Uh, see, my children have to go through rigorous training, but the first thing they have to go through is rigorous demolition. Because, because see, you, 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 you've been a church kid for a long time. Now I'm asking you to be my kid. I'm asking you to move and walk in my image and my likeness. Come on, go with me to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Come on. You know, I'm, you know, he confirms everything with what his word. And so Isaiah 55, eight, you may have heard this before, maybe, but, but, but we're going to go back one verse to seven. It says uh, in the NIV, let the wicked forsake their ways 
and the unrighteous, their thoughts. You know, we just like to say 58, but, you know, we need to go back to even see why Jesus, why, why, why is Isaiah saying this? He says, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous, their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Then 55, 8 says, says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 55 and 9 says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Have I made peace uh, with your way? What I love about Isaiah 55, 8 is that it starts by saying, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my way, your way. God is clear that man has a way uh, 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 that is not his way. And unless we turn to him, right, unless we we refute the ways of, of this world, the ways of our own humanity, and we say, God, I, I, I want to, I'm following you, I'm serving you. It says, the, these thoughts, they're far from you. You can't even understand these thoughts. These ways, the ways I have, you can't even fathom. You can't even conceive or imagine the way I think. But here's the beauty about God. Because he has reconciled us through Jesus Christ, we have access to the thoughts and ways of God. But the problem and the challenge is, is you can have access to thoughts and ways, but not be at peace with thoughts and ways. That's why he's asking the question, do you have peace with how I think about you? Do you have peace about the way I'm taking you? And so this word here in, in Isaiah 55, if you look it up, we are in the Old Testament, which was written in the Hebrew, the word for ways is the word Derakakim. And so it means, and what I love is it's the same word for your ways as it is my ways in Isaiah 55, 8. Your ways, but there is an extension when it gets to God's ways. And so it says, for your thoughts are not my thoughts. It says your ways, the way, the road, the distance, the journey, or the manner. So when it talks about our ways, it's talking about that, the, the way, the, the road, the, the distance, the journey, the manner. What I love about it says that your ways are not like my ways. What I love about it is there's still that first five words are the, sim, are the same, the way, the road, the distance, the journey. Oh, but then when it comes to God's ways, it adds on the direction, the habit, the course of life, the moral character. See, he already knows you don't have the moral character. <laughs> I, I got to build in you the moral, moral character to, to, to travel the, my way. Uh, I, I need to create in you a habit. Of, we talked about this before, a habit of dependency. I need to create in you a habit of devotion. I, 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 I need to, to show you the course of life because for I only know the plans that I actually have for you. you, you, you do you understand that your way is, over there on the wide road and my way is one that is narrow. 
He said, there's a there, there there's these ways, right? We know the 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 the, the psalmist says there's a way that seems right to him to man, but it leads them only into destruction. But he says, have you made peace with the road I placed you on currently? Now, each of you is on a different road. And if you look at the road you're on, have you made peace with it? Or are you just like, I'm going to keep walking, God. I'm going to keep trusting. I'll, but have you made peace with it? Have you made peace with the distance he's requiring you to go this time? Because now he's actually asking you to go further and, 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 and to go longer than you've ever gone before, spiritually, naturally. He's saying, have you made peace with the journey you're on? I know your journey doesn't look like her journey. Your journey may be like a safari while, while, while your journey may feel like prison. But, but, but it's the way he's taking you because we know that, that, that it may feel like prison, but it's not because we're free. <laughs> and our feelings will, will confuse us about actually the real way that God's taking us because we'll lean into our feelings and not faith. Is the direction, have you made peace with the direction? See, we'll hear God say a thing, but because that thing challenges every aspect of our life from our faith to our finances, to our relationships, to our communication, because it taps into every single thing. We're saying, well, I'm gonna wait Till you really release me, even though he'll say it's time. Hey, look here. Then there's some of us that he's saying a release is coming, but we'll start moving faster. But there are some of us, the writing is on the wall. It's not a sense. He is giving a giving you clarity, but because this direction could directly affect everything that keeps you comfortable. That keep, come on, that keeps you comfortable. You, you, have, you have rejected in your resistance or you're not now to move in the way God's taking you. Your moral character right now, where is that when challenges are rising, do you still look like Christ? Do you still respond like Christ? Is your moral character the fruit of the spirit living through you, even in this time of adversity? Or do you see remnants of your old way? Have you made peace with who you're becoming? Or are you still hoping that he'll allow the, some of the dead things in you to be revived in the new you? Are there some ways that you just loved about you that don't work in the confines of the moral character and, and, and the image and likeness of God that he is moving you toward? He says, your ways are not my ways. It's not that they cannot be, but there must be a yielding to my way. And the only way to yield to it is to make peace with it. Go with me to John 14 and 16. Come on, John 14. I'm sorry, John 14 and six. I said 14, 16. John 14 and six. John 14 and says this, and Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. I am the way. Jesus is 
the way. The word is hodos, and it means the path, the mode by which you travel on, the means by which you travel with, and it also means he is our progress. The only way to progress is with Jesus. <laughs> he is the way. Us receiving him as our savior caused us to be back into reconciliation with the father progress. His going to be in eternal uh, a positioned eternally to the at the right hand of the father left us the holy spirit progress everything the way of christ is progress the way of christ is he is the mode by which we go he is the means by which we travel and so he says yes of course my ways are not going to look like your ways because if you look at the fact that jesus actually is supposed to be your living example Example, how close are you to his ways right now? How close do you mirror the life of Christ? Because that's the way that I've given you. I've given you an example of humanity, of divinity inside of humanity, allowing the divine to be greater than humanity. I've given you an example of how to be tested and tried at every point, but sin not. I've given you. I've given you an example of how to wait on the on God, to be one with God, to speak and pray. I've given you an example on how to be fishers of men. I've given you an example how to live in community. And, and yet so many of you are still islands to yourself. I've, I've showed you through my son the way because he is the way. But have you made peace with my way. That's that, that's the real question. Is have you made peace? Let let let's talk about peace. Yes, we know that the peace of God surpasses all of our understanding. I know I I know we get that. We we talk about that. We know that it is to guard our heart and our mind, but the word peace means this to be free from disturbance. <laughs> Uh, it also means a state or a period where there is no war or where war has ended. Romans 7, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Paul talks about an internal war going on in our members against the good that we seek to do and the evil that is always present. Don't you know that we are in a war? Do you not understand that we are soldiers in the kingdom and that there are real, uh, and there is a real enemy? But we have to learn to be free from disturbances. We are allowing the disturbances, the, the frustrations of life to trip us up and out of the way of God. Peace. Have you made peace with his way? Are you disturbed by what he's asking you to do? Are you at war within yourself about what he's requiring of you right now? Uh, 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 are you not allowing yourself to, to, to understand that this is beyond you, it's bigger than you, but that he's got you? Have you made peace? with the direction you're going in right now? Or are you just still timidly taking steps, hoping that it's God? Have you made peace with my way? Do you understand that what I'm calling you to, where I'm taking you to is progress? And if you keep resisting me, instead of you progressing, you will 
digress. You will be taking steps backward. You will be falling uh, backward. And many of us are continue to have this, this, this look back. And God's saying, I need you to look forward and come to where I am, but I need you to make peace with my ways. I know they don't make sense. I know they don't make sense to your natural mind. I know the requirement is greater. I know that you don't get to stay in your feelings all day. I know that, 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 that you've got to wrestle with your identity. I know, I know that the enemy is still trying to trip you up in spaces. I know that right now I'm bringing things up in front of you about you that you've been trying to ignore for some years now but in order for you to look like me and represent me well I've got to kill the old you so the new you can come forth I know right now that the ways that I am asking the ways that I am taking you require you to trust it trust 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 me and I need you to make peace with it because see, again, we, we, we teach here that agreement with God is what really leads us into full obedience. But as I agree, I must have peace. What we've heard for years, oh, well, I, I, I know it's God's word because I had peace. <laughs> can, can we be clear? Can, can, I, I can name a whole bunch of people who didn't have peace with God's word. Uh, Moses did not have peace with God's word. Gideon did not have peace with God's word. So much so that Gideon every time can say, well, let me, let me cast this and see if this is you. Let me do this. Sarah did not have peace with God's word. Many people did not have peace with God's word and their lack of, uh, if, look, can we talk about, can we, can, can we just for a minute, the, uh, if we talk about the father of faith, if we even just talk, come on, we talk about the many women who could not conceived babies who did not have peace with God's word. And instead of having peace with God's word and God's timing, they put before God imitations to his promise. And if you don't get peace with God's ways, you will set up imitations to God's promise and try to fool people to think you've arrived to a place God never promised. That we'll, we'll, we'll begin to start telling people, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, this is what he's doing. This is where I'm, but everybody looking like, no, that, mm -mm, that mm -mm. as Pastor Alex says, if it's God, we'll know. And if it's not, God will know. Now, here's what happens. When we receive God's word, peace is attached to it. <laughs> but at the onset of his word, it's not for him to bring his peace. It, your faith should bring peace that if God said it, it is already settled. If God said it, it will come to pass. If God said it, he's not, he's not confused about you. He's certain about you. And he will equip you for the time that what he said is supposed to begin to produce and, and, and show up in your life. Have you made peace? with my way. He's saying that we've got to follow him, but we must make peace with his way. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.